Previously on Math Tarot Love, we examined the Queen of Pentacles and Octavia. On today's show, we will be looking at the King of Pentacles and Hermes. Myth and Tarot Where do the ideas go? Let's talk about stories, cards, and pentacles and all of the above. Welcome to Myth Tarot Love, a show about ancient stories and new aged wisdom. I'm Betty, your expert in classics. And I'm Rose, your resident tarot practitioner. Welcome back, everybody. Hello! It's our finale. finale final but... Pentacles card. Yes. The final card of the Pentacles suit. The king, <laughs> if you will. The king of Pentacles. Yes, it's been a, it's been a good suit. It's been a good suit, yeah. Um, it, oh, I gotta put that ukulele down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not not working out. Okay, uh, yeah. So um, yeah, the Pentacles talks a lot about privilege. Talks a lot about uh, how to maintain that privilege, of course, mm -hmm. and um, also just like wealth in general and how to bring wealth to you, which is very much questions that people generally ask. <laughs> when they're coming to get a tarot reading. So uh, knowing your pentacles cards as a tarot reader is definitely a very useful thing yeah. to have. <laughs> um, also just in general, like for, for life wisdom, financial life wisdom, the pentacles tends to give you really good advice on how to stay afloat financially. Very good. Yeah. yeah. And one of the hardest lessons, of course, was the one of generosity. Yes. Yes. Um, and like giving, not keeping everything. Exactly. And the thing is, generosity, like they say that virtues are always balances between two extremes, mm. right? So mm. the extremes of like the generosity would be the balance between giving everything you have and hoarding it. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. So uh, once, it, which is why there's that balance that's often, you know, shown as uh, depicting Oh, like the scale. Yeah, there's often or... a scale. Ah, okay. Around hmm. uh, with the with the six of pentacles that we talked about, and um, the king of pentacles knows all of the rules of the pentacles. Um, you could say that uh, the pentacles, like the the beliefs and the wisdom of the pentacles, is his greatest advisor, hmm. and as such, he is loaded. <laughs> <laughs> he is absolutely loaded. He is. Like, just dripping with all of the wealth and finances. Let me describe to you what the King of Pentacles looks like in the Rider-Waite-Smith deck. Perfect. Okay, so he is, he is like, almost buried in all of his wealth. <laughs> um, but he's, he's buried in wealth in, in many ways. Like, he, there's, there's wealth from multiple avenues that are kind of covering him, and they, these are all represented through symbols. So... Uh, what he is doing, he is sitting on a throne, although you can barely see the throne because he's wearing this very large robe that is just covered in grapes. And we actually saw a robe very similar to this in the Ten of Pentacles, mm -hmm. which was a, a, you know, a card that was all about reflecting on the lessons of the pentacles and how to use it and push it forward. So similarly, the king of pentacles is once again saying, hey, you need to reflect on all of all of the lessons that you've been learning. Um, he is holding a, a small, small staff, but uh, size doesn't matter, in his right hand. 
And then um, in his left hand, he's holding a pentacle. And the way he's holding the pentacle, it's kind of like, so the way the Queen of Pentacles was holding it, it was like a small child, right? Yeah. The way she the, had her hands like underneath it, like cradling it. Yeah, she it was almost. like cradling it. The way the King of Pentacles is holding it, it's like it's rested on top of his left knee, and he's just looking down at it, um, almost affectionately. Um, I'd say almost possessively. Kind of possessively, a little bit possessively, but he's not like gripping it. He's mm-hmm. he's just got a delicate hand on it. Um, it's. So it's it's more like it's something it's definitely something he prizes, mm-hmm. right? My precious, yeah, my my <laughs> precious, yeah. Um, but it's almost like a pet. It's almost mm. like a cat, like in the evil villain when the evil villain has a yeah. cat, like he's yeah. like he's stroking his his, his pentacle. pentacle. This is sounding this is <laughs> with his scepter in his other with hand. His scepter yeah. in his other hand. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, this didn't. I didn't intend for it to go this way. We didn't draw yeah, it. That's fine. Okay. Um, yeah. So he's just like he's just resting the pentacle on his left this left um, lap side leg thigh la- thigh yeah whatever um, and yeah he's he's looking to it right um, and I definitely see this as the pentacle is his advisor mm. right so mm. the pentacle the 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 wisdom of the pentacles is what he relies on. And as such, this makes him very much a, like, very much, um, I'm going to, okay, well, like, there's a few things it makes him. <laughs> For one hand, it makes him very affluent. Like, he has a lot of power. So not not only do we have the grapes all over him, there's also, like, just things are growing everywhere. He's definitely the probably the most fertile of the kings. Mm-hmm. Um, another symbol that is everywhere is the bull. We have also a fertility symbol. <laughs> also a fertility symbol. Also a symbol of wealth and of affluence, especially like and, and material materialisticness, right? But um, yeah, definitely all of all of these things, right? Um, so kind of like this the the personality of the Taurus, if you will. It's definitely in here as well. So someone who appreciates fine things, someone who appreciates excellence and material, um, but is also just very much blessed by it. Mm-hmm. So he's got he's got a lot of money. There's a castle in the background. There is water overflowing, but also just things growing everywhere. Like he's in a very fertile land, and he just kind of sits and lets lets the wealth come to him. He doesn't really have to he doesn't really have to work for it anymore because he's he's reached the top of uh of success right and once he's gotten to this point he doesn't really have to struggle anymore it's just a matter of just sitting and waiting and letting letting the honey flow right yeah (laughs) so when you get this card then is that what it it's kind of signifying that you're at the top yeah so yeah if you get this card it means that you have made it this this is the time to just sit and let the let the money come to you. You don't have to worry anymore. You don't have to work. Um, well, like if you are working, it's more like giving of your time and giving generously, um, because every time you give, you will actually get it back, like more than you gave. So the King of Pentacles, a little bit about him. He's a very he's very much a businessman, right? Um, He's very much a businessman in the idea that he knows, like, so he's very responsible. His word is as good as his gold, which is very valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he, unlike 
unlike the Knight of Pentacles, who was very responsible and thinking long term and, um, you know, would take on responsibilities for the sake of responsibility, the King of Pentacles takes on responsibility always for profit. Mm. Everything's always for profit. Um, if the King of Pentacles appears, you can be like, step one, King of Pentacles. <laughs> step two. Profit. No, step no. three, profit. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> step two, wait, step three, profit. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, so whenever he appears, there's definitely going to be a lot of success in your venture, especially if it's a business venture. Mm-hmm. Um, he most often appears as a helper. I've seen him appear as a helper very often. Sometimes he'll appear as a person, or if you're really lucky, he appears as your situation that you're crossed with. Oh. Yeah, which is which is really lucky because... Yeah. Um, he, he, that means he could either represent a person who's very like, you know, like a benefactor, if you Mm -hmm. will. Um, or he could represent a per, like a a man in your life, that sort of thing. Normally he is represented by a man, but of course all the court cards can, aren't necessarily gender strict. Like they're not very strict about, um, who this person is in your life. So a woman and and a man can both be represented by the King of Pentacles if they are um, taking on his traits of financial wisdom. Right. He is really, really good at managing things. He is uh, very good at managing people, um, mostly because they want things from him. Mm. Right? So, like, mm-hmm. there's different kinds of power. The King of Pentacles has power. He has power because he has power. It's almost like Cersei in that scene of Game of Thrones. It's like... Like power. This, this is what power is. This is what power is. is. Yeah. In a way, I would say Cersei is a very good King of Pentacles. Actually, <laughs> in Game of Thrones, it's a good reference. Yeah. Um, because she she's also a good Queen of Wands. She's she's many things. Like people are are many things. They're not just pigeonholed into one stereotype. Mm-hmm. Um, and the King of, and like in tarot, you can you can have a lot of different um, traits from different people come in and influence you. Right. However. Um, there is a personality type that I like to associate with each of the court cards because mm-hmm. there are 16 court cards and there are 16 Meyer Briggs personality types. So it only seems natural, right? Of course, of course. See which one's which. Um, and so the Myers Briggs personality type that I associate with the King of Pentacles is the ESTJ personality type. Okay. So they are extroverted, they are sensing, which means they're more practical practically minded. Uh, They are thinking as opposed to feeling, and they are judging as opposed to perceiving. So this means that uh, these people very much like to uh, do things the established way, and they are very, very good at getting things done. Um, Like, they are probably the best managers of people Mm. and affairs and Mm -hmm. uh, finances, like, that you can get. And so I I thought that was very well suited to the King of Pentacles here. Yeah, so like if they'd be like the CEO or like just... Definitely kind of like that CEO person. Um, Yeah, I have a friend who is an ESTJ and every time she has a thought to do something, she's like, oh, I'm already doing it. (laughs) Like she's just like, you just, when you know these people, they're just the the people who are, you can call them a go-getter, but it's more like they're just doing things and it's constantly bringing them forward in, in life. Mm-hmm. Um, like, she was married, had a career all before 25, like, <laughs> had a house all before 25. Like, it was just very impressive 
the way she was, you know, single-mindedly able to pursue her goals. Um, so I thought that was an, an appropriate uh, personality to associate with the King of per Pentacles here. So here are some of their strengths. Uh, they are dedicated. They are strong-willed. They are direct and honest, for sure. <laughs> um, trust is very important. And actually, that's very, that's very common for the King of Pentacles as well. The King of Pentacles is not really forgiving. Like, if you betray his trust, that is, that is one of the worst things you can do because the King of Pentacles is a businessman, and your word is like a contract to him. Right, so if you lie or if you betray or say or do something that you said you were going to do uh, and and then don't deliver it, he it is probably the worst offense you can do to mm -hmm. a King of Pentacles. Mm -hmm. um, so ESTJ personality types are also loyal, patient, and reliable. Uh, they enjoy creating order. <laughs> Um, they are, and they are excellent organizers. Makes sense. Um, some of their weaknesses, which I think the King of Pentacles also shares, is uh, inflexible and stubborn. So that makes sense because they want things a very specific way. Uh, they are uncomfortable with unconventional situations. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm going to talk a little bit more about that as well. Um, the King of Pentacles is definitely, definitely likes to follow... Um, the traditional way of doing things, um, but others might perceive it as him taking risks. Oh, okay. Right? So, like, sometimes what he does... To him, he's just trying, like, a different way, but he still knows, he, like, quote-unquote, knows that it's going to work out. Yeah, he knows it's going to work out because he's following the wisdom of the pentacles, mm. right? Mm -hmm. um, but to others, they, it might look unconventional, right? Gotcha. So, to him, it's not unconventional. It's, like... You know, he's he's following the wisdom of the pentacles. He's taking opportunities when they present themselves. But a lot of other people might not be able to see those opportunities as being opportunities. And so they miss out. And that's one of the things that makes the king of pentacles so wealthy, mm -hmm. right? Is that he's able to, he's able to see the opportunities and go after them. Um, and to him, it's not a risk because he's following the wisdom of the pentacles. Gotcha. Uh, whereas others might be like, oh, whoa, that's a risky move, right? Mm -hmm. Um Yes, ESTJs are also very judgmental, um, and they can be too focused on social status, and it can be difficult for them to relax, and they might also have some difficulty expressing emotion. Yeah, so kind of a, a varied, and I think that all kind of combines with the fact that their strengths are that they're, they are so um, adamant about how things, how to get things organized, right? So mm -hmm. uh, when you're focusing so much on getting things organized and you're direct and honest and you're as strong-willed as you are, sometimes the counterbalance is that you will have difficulty um, dealing with other people's uh, incompetence. Yeah. Let's put it that way. <laughs> You'll have difficulty doing that. When, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the King of Pentacles definitely is uh, an interesting character, mm -hmm. um, and I am looking forward to hearing how he is related to Hermes. Yes. All right. So, yeah. finally going to be talking about another mythical creature, or not creature, he's <laughs> character a, again, well, not he's a, a real person. A god. <laughs> a god, yes. A god. Let you, you know... It depends on who you are, if you think gods are mythical creatures. No, yeah, that was, that was just a slip of the tongue. Slip of the tongue, yeah. Slip of the tongue. It's, yeah. <laughs> I'm still a little tired, but it's all good. It's all good, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so I'm going to be talking about Hermes today, um, which is the Greek equivalent to the Roman god Mercury, so some people know 
him as that. Um, he is the son of Zeus and Maya, who is a daughter of Atlas, so more of a minor goddess. Mm -hmm. um, he is the herald and messenger of the gods. So I think most people know him as, as the messenger. As the messenger. Yeah. Um, Which might make people think like, oh, he's a messenger. How can he be a king? Mm, that's true. Okay. Yeah. And I think we said before, too, like it. You know, at first thought you'd think, oh, maybe like King Midas because of the money association. Because of the money association. But it, there, yeah. it really doesn't fit for yeah. the actual king of well, Pentacles. Because King Midas didn't really have the foresight mm -hmm. that the king of Pentacles has. And although everything he touched is turned to gold, it wasn't really wealth. It was just material wealth, mm -hmm. right? And although everything the king of Pentacles does will result in uh, success, right, that's not necessarily always... Um, associated with, with gold. money and yeah. monetary, yeah, and we'll definitely see that when I talk about um, a myth for Hermes today. Oh, great. We'll definitely see his foresight coming out, but mm -hmm. just want to give a bit of background information on him first. Um, most people are used to seeing him um, as someone that's young, so he's normally shown beardless. He'll have um, a feathered, not a feathered, oh my goodness, winged cap, so yeah, he'll have a like hat wings. with wings on it and sandals with wings on it too. Um, it's interesting that the King of Pentacles is also shown without a beard and mm -hmm. kind of a young face. He, is, he does seem younger. He looks kind of like Hermes, yeah. Kind of, yeah. And he also um, carries a wanderer uh, caduceus, mm -hmm. um, which, I mean, it's not It's exactly not the, the same King one, of Pentacles yeah, and there's is. no wings. But, exactly. Yeah. And most people actually have seen this symbol before. Um, it's the like a staff with the two snakes kind of entwined on it. So yeah. Is that the same one as the one that's used for medicine? It is. Yeah, oh, it's cool. the same one. That's where it's, that's it comes from Hermes. It. No, yeah, <laughs> exactly. It comes from Hermes. Um, he's also seen with a traveler hat, um, and sometimes he's wearing a cloak, like a traveling a traveler's cloak. Traveler's cloak. Again, it's that idea of the messenger god, and the reason that he is able to be a messenger um, and go between. You know, Mount Olympus and mm -hmm. Earth, as well as down into Tartarus, is like it's just that that's one of the, I guess, the abilities, quote unquote, that he has, and that's why he is a messenger god. Because he can go anywhere. He can go anywhere. He can travel mm -hmm. um, between these different places with ease. Um, and that's actually also why he's sometimes known as Hermes Psychopompus, uh, is because he actually takes the souls of the dead um, to the underworld. That's one of his roles. Oh, cool. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so what else is he? He is um, do, 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 do. He is also a god of lucky finds, a patron of eloquence and thieves and rogues, <laughs> <laughs> um, flocks and shepherds. Um, he's a anywhere god of where travelers. Anywhere where there's money. Anywhere where there's money. <laughs> and anywhere, too, where there's a crossroads. So that also has to do with the traveling, but the Herms, mm -hmm. which I know I've, I've spoken about briefly before, I think in the Nine of Pentacles, it might have been two. So Herms were these statues that were set up at a crossroad. Um, and it had the head of Hermes and um, his, a phallus. <laughs> Symbol. It's almost like, Athens that way. No, I'm joking. <laughs> oh, right, right. Yeah, the penis is everywhere. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's yeah, what we were talking exactly. about, how it was kind of similar to the Bachelorette nowadays. There were, there were penises everywhere. 
I'm confused. Oh, like for that party. Yes, yeah, yes, for that yes, party, yes. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm like, I'm confused. Um, let's see. He also had three sons, um, Pan, Hermaphroditus, and Atoclus. So, a little a little background on Hermes. I didn't realize Hermes had sons, but mm-hmm. yeah, I guess Pan is very Herm- Hermes-like, and I don't know very much about the others. So, um, Hermaphroditus is the first hermaphrodite. So it had the had both genders, both yeah. sex um, anatomy. Okay, I don't know if I'd say both gender, but it definitely both sexes. Both sexes. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So that was a, a child between him and Aphrodite. So that's why it's called Hermaphrodite. Oh, that's so cool! Yeah. Hermes plus Aphrodite is Herma- Hermaphrodite. Yep, that's awesome. Yes, and Hermes um, means literally a like I. A herma is a stone heap, or he of the stone heap. So that's why, again, those herms that we get later on, literally just just a pile of rocks. I, I think it's very, cool. Very cool, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so that's about it that I want to go for the background information. Mm-hmm. Now we'll, we'll so go like the So, like, he is the god of business, pretty much. He is, yes, yeah. yeah. Which, I, yeah, so, uh, and I think that makes a lot of sense why he would be associated so much with travel, too, because business and travel just go together, like. Especially in the ancient world, you can't yeah. really get, well, you can get business without travel, but and you wouldn't get as many things, so yeah. trade and travel really did go hand in hand, um, unless you were just, you know, trying to sell your apples, which is totally fine, but if you want to sell a lot more, you need to kind of send it off on a ship, and... Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of like the peaceful, like, business is kind of like the peaceful version of war, <laughs> in a way. It's like, oh, I want something that this person has, let's make a deal. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> um, and it also, like, inspired people to actually explore outside of their own their own place. Yeah. 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 Okay. Anyways, yeah. go on. Okay. Story so, time. Story, story time. Tell us a story. Story time. So we'll be looking at the Herm. Herm. Oh my goodness. I can do this. I swear. <laughs> the hymn to Hermes. Oh. It is one of the Homeric hymns. Um, we, I know we've talked about the hymn to Demeter before. Mm-hmm. Um, this one I like because it's almost like, um, um, you know, those stories at the beginning of the, um, origin story. That's oh, origin story. It's kind of, it's almost like an origin story. For a superhero. Yeah. <laughs> but in this case, it's for <laughs> Hermes. For a god. For a god. And it's nice because we don't get a lot of quote-unquote origin stories or stories of the gods when they're very young. And in this case, Hermes is a baby. So that's something to keep in mind while I'm reading this is that he is a baby <laughs> when he is doing all of these things. So it's, a little weird. That's cool because a lot of gods are like just created as gods, right? And they're like fully sometimes, grown. Sometimes, sometimes, yeah. Like Athena, yeah. like pops out, like fully formed with her like armor and everything on, everything like she on, is yeah. ready to go. Whereas Hermes, and I think it, it talks a lot about his own character too, in that he was born not to nothing. I mean, his father was Zeus, but he was born in a cave with a minor goddess. So in in this hymn especially, um, it's you can compare him to Apollo, who was kind of born more with a silver spoon. You yeah. know, all the goddesses were surrounding him when he was born. He was, you know, went up to Mount he Olympus. He literally is the sun god. 
He is literally <laughs> the sun god. Like, yeah. Zeus obviously acknowledges him as his son. The where, golden child. He is, <laughs> yes, he is 100% the golden child. And then you have Hermes, again, born in a cave. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really have much going for him. And he recognizes that pretty mm-hmm. much right away. So that's basically where this story starts. Um, with most hymns, um, starts with an invocation to the muses. And then it goes into basically a little synopsis of the hymn. So I'll read that for you all. And it, it also talks about his temi, which are his, again, his attributes, almost like the things that he is a god for. So um, it says, and then she, Maya, his uh, mother, bore a child of many turns, crafty of counsel, a robber, a driver of cattle, a leader of dreams, a watcher at night, a thief at the gates, who would quickly reveal glorious deeds among the immortal gods. Born at dawn, at midday he played the lyre. In the evening he stole the cattle of far-shooting Apollo. On the fourth of the <laughs> on the fourth of the moon, in which queenly Maya bore him. So, literally, like the day he's born, he's, <laughs> he's already born. stolen some he's cattle from like, Apollo. Yeah, yeah, he's getting into some mischief there. <laughs> So he says, um, he, yeah, he gets to work musical. right away. He's like playing the lyre already. So he cre- actually creates the first lyre. That's the first thing that he does. Is it lyre or lyre? Lyre. L Y R E, right? Yeah. yeah, it's a musical instrument. Not, yeah. not he is a lyre. Correct, yes. He's so. not a lyre. He's he's well, playing the lyre. Well, we'll see in the we'll story. See. He's a little bit he's of a, a little liar. He's a little bit of a lyre. He's a little, he's bit, a little liar. bit of a lyre. And first. he also plays the lyre. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, So, uh, after he leapt up from the immortal limbs of Maya, he did not stay for long lying in his holy cradle, again, baby, Mm -hmm. um, but sprang up and sought the cattle of Apollo, walking over the threshold of the high vaulted cave. And there he found a tortoise and won endless joy. Hermes, indeed, was the first to make the tortoise a singer. So basically what he, he finds this tortoise walking outside and he's like, hey, why don't you come inside? I'm going to make you immortal. Doesn't that sound amazing? Let's go make some music together. And the oh, tortoise no. was like, yeah, sure, I'd love to make great. music with you. Why not? Um, but he kills him. He kills him because <laughs> he wants his shell. Yeah. And that's when he makes the first ever liar out of this tortoise shell. Poor tortoise. Poor tortoise. Um, yeah, I'm not going to go into details on that because it's, it's kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but after that, he again went out and, sorry, this is very much. There's a long, it's a long book. It's a very long hymn. And so I'm just kind of doing the, <laughs> let's say the Cliff's Notes, the Biddy Notes version. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. The notes. Of it. Um, so, yeah. So basically he makes this liar. Then he goes out and he is searching for some cattle. He's like, ah, oh, man, I'm hungry. I need to go find some cattle. He's not really hungry, but he's a baby. He's a baby. Yeah. Um, but it actually does say, and then longing for meat, um, he sprang up and went out and he found, uh, uh, under this, under a shady mountain, the immortal cattle of the blessed gods, um, that had their pasture. So he went, he saw, oh, these are some 50 loud cattle. I'm just going to take them home with me. That sounds good, right? But he devised another trick and he turned their hoofs around um in the front and the back and the back and the front and so when he 
when they were walking away, it looked like they were going in the opposite direction. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, and that's actually when he also made his sandals with the um, the wings on them, too. Um, so he's walking these cows so kind of backwards. Yeah. yeah, oh, very, very tricky. And along the way, poor shepherds, the old man saw him and was like, what are you doing, baby, <laughs> with these cows? And he's basically like, just don't say anything. Like, just play yeah. cool, play cool. You didn't see anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but then Apollo... Went to go see, visit his cows, and noticed that everything was gone. And was like, what the heck happened? And found the shepherd, and the shepherd was like, this is what happened. I saw a baby. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> this is where they went. Because <laughs> Apollo couldn't figure it out. Again, he's not... he's not dumb, but he's not the brightest, either. The sun god isn't the brightest. But I'm bummed. <laughs> <laughs> he's not the he's cleverest. He's the not cleverest. The, he's... Yeah, he's no Athena. (laughs) He's no Athena. So Hermes was able to hide them kind of in an area, and the old man was like, oh, it's his baby. He went that away. Yeah. Um, And so meanwhile, Hermes goes home, and his mom is, (laughs) I always have this image of, um, in Harry Potter, of course, when Mrs. Weasley, when the guys are all out and they came back, they're like, where have you been? Yeah. <laughs> it's that, like, where have you been, baby? Like, what's, what are you doing? You're obviously getting into trouble somewhere. Of course. What the heck? Where have you been, baby? <laughs> where have you been, you thief? Why, you know, why are you messing with Apollo's stuff? Like, come on now. What, what is this goddess? Maya? Yeah. Uh, minor like, goddess. She's a minor Very goddess? Minor. Yeah. Like, Daughter of Atlas. Yeah. Just a minor. Okay. She's pretty. Zeus like pretty things. She was pretty. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, you know, Hermes, of course, answers her with crafty words, as he does. Um, what he says, my mother, why do you aim these threats at me as if I was a foolish young child? It's like, because uh, <laughs> you were you just are. born today. You were just born. But again, look at all he has accomplished. Yeah. In just one day. In one day It's of crazy. Life. Yeah. Um, the two of us alone among the immortal gods will not continue to stay here in this place without offerings and without prayers, um, but to converse with the immortals all our days, rich, wealthy, with land for crops, than to sit at home in a gloomy cave. And about honor, I too will enter into the cult which Apollo has, and if my father, Zeus, will not grant this, I will try, and I have the power to be a leader of thieves. So again, it's this, I'm not just going to stay in this little cave. I'm going to become something. I'm going to do what I need to do mm-hmm. to get those proper praises that Apollo has, that he just got, just because. That he got, that he was born into. That he was born into. That's awesome. So Hermes recognizes privilege mm-hmm. and he decides that he wants that as well. Exactly. Yeah. So cool. Um, so then Apollo comes to the cave and is like, hey, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And then he like tries to actually search in the cave in cupboards and weird things. And it's like, where are my cows? And it's like, um, obviously looking in the cupboards. not <laughs> literally looking in the cupboard. Where is it? Where looking, did you put them? <laughs> looking in his like cradle. He's like, where are my baby? Like, I can't do that. <laughs> and Apollo's like, I'm not going to like take this from you. And sure enough, he's, he takes him up. Other things happen. He takes him up to Zeus to be like, he stole my stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, like, Zeus, a, like a true dad. Brother. Yeah, 
punish him. Exactly. Yeah. It's exactly what he did. Yeah. He I'm stole gonna, my stuff. I'm going to tell my dad on you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and, and Hermes was like, oh, no, don't do that. Which, But it was exactly what he wanted. Yeah, exactly. So they went up to Olympus. Apollo gives his account of what happened. Hermes kind of lies a little bit, but... Basically, he's like, yeah, 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 I did that. Kind of, kind of a little bit, kind of winking. Um, and <laughs> Zeus's response is that he laughed loudly um, when he saw his mischievous son making denials so well and skillfully about the cattle. So he's mm-hmm. kind of denying it, but like in a really good way. Like, how could I have done it? I am I just a baby. baby. I was just born. This how is... could I have done these things? Exactly. I yeah. couldn't have done this. So, yeah, he just laughs at his son. It's like, oh, that's my boy. <laughs> so so um, he became he... recognized by Zeus. Yes, exactly. Which, which was his intent all along. It had nothing to yeah. do with the cattle. It had really nothing to do with Apollo either. It was just to be recognized by, by him his father. And to yeah. be given a role by his father, which is what he did. Exactly. That's awesome. So, so he, so he's born in a cave, and he's like, "Oh no, where is all my privilege?" And he goes and basically steals it from Apollo. Pretty much. Pretty much. Well, <laughs> he uses him as he a uses tool, Apollo a as a tool. Bit. Yeah, to get to what get he wants. What he wants. And yeah. in the end, he does. I don't know if he felt bad about it, but he actually gives Apollo the lyre that he made at the beginning of the story. That tortoise shell that he used to make the lyre. He gave it to Apollo. And that was, again, like the first Oh, that's a good investment. (laughs) Exactly. And again, it's just that that he thought about it right off the bat. Like, oh, I'm going to do this. But I also don't want to be on bad terms with Apollo in the end. So so I'm going to give give him something. In return. Exactly. There you go. The King of Pentacles and his generosity and how it it comes back tenfold for him. Yes. Oh, yes. That's a good example. That's a good example of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see. I think that's pretty much the end of There's More. Ish. What does he get? Um, I fear son of Maya. So this is Zeus. Because Zeus is talking to him. Um, Crafty-minded guide, least you steal my lyre and my curved bow. So this is Apollo talking. <laughs> For you have as your domain from Zeus the establishment of deeds of exchange among men on the nourishing god. So again, Zeus was the one to give him that. The role of of being the god of business. Exactly. Yeah. Deeds of exchange. As long as you yeah. promise not to do anything. Again. <laughs> it says, yeah, swear so a great prom- oath. Promise not to... Not to do Don't anything. Don't steal my shit again. Yes. <laughs> okay, so promise not to steal from the gods. <laughs> yeah. Don't steal from me anymore. Um, and it was actually Apollo that gave him his staff as well. So that, that mm-hmm. exchange as well of that, which is really nice. Um, and I think he gave him the name. Gives him more, uh, yeah, more things and more names and, and praises and honors and things. So. I, I liked the name Leader of Dreams. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a cool one. Yeah. Yeah, leader of dreams, leader of thieves. <laughs> leader of thieves, lead, yeah, a whole a whole bunch. He has all all the names. What what else is yeah, he has more, but they're he not has a ton of names. He has a ton of names. Uh, most of them do. They're and they're mostly associated with like other stories that they have or things. I don't think I've gone into de oh no, I must have gone into detail when I talked about Athena about all of her different names and associations too. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. I should probably also talk a little bit about hermeticism mm-hmm. um, or hermit hermetism uh, because it is it's very much been a huge influence in tarot. How much time do we? No, have? we're over time, but it's fine. I figured okay. we would. I'll keep it. I'll keep it really short. And if you guys want to learn more about this, 
Highly recommend looking into uh, something called the Hermetic Kabbalah, which has some interesting perspectives on reality <laughs> as they see it. But um, yeah, there's also something called the Hermetic Tarot, um, and the, the name Hermetic actually comes from Hermes, right? So since we're talking about Tarot and Hermes, uh -huh. I gotta make that connection there. Mm -hmm. um, so although this is Hermes, this is, I don't know if it's the same Hermes as the Greek god Hermes. I think it's kind of a combination of the Greek god Hermes as well as the Egyptian god Toth. So um, they they follow the teaching of of someone called Hermes uh, Trismegistus, or I'm probably I'm probably saying that terribly wrong. Um, who is kind of like a representation of both of those gods together. And like we mentioned before, um, the tarot is believed to be uh, the the only remaining pages of the book of Toth, which was the book of life and everything and all of wisdom, right? Mm -hmm. So. Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting that we're, we're talking about Hermes as um, as his character, but there's also this other side of him uh, where he is perceived as being all knowing and and extremely wise mm -hmm. um, as well. So all all good things, all good things. The King of Pentacles is uh, one of lots of success. Yeah, do you think it's funny that I talked about Hermes as a baby? <laughs> this mm -hmm. is the King of Pentacles, but I mean, well, it's it, fine. I think like to say he was able to do all these things even as a baby. Yeah, right. And so he definitely went on to do more things yes. after that as well. Certainly, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is our our last Pentacles card, yeah. which means next week we get to start the Swords. <laughs> <laughs> start with the clink, ace clink. of swords um very excited sword of Democles. oh exactly mm -hmm. and we already have some stories set up for that mm -hmm. um yeah so if you like what you hear please leave us a comment or review or like or whatever <laughs> or you know talk to us we, we, we like we like chats we, yes, we <laughs> love hearing from you very very much um and you can do that either on our facebook group um, or on Instagram, we're at Myth Tarot Love, or you can send us an email, um, or even just, you know, tell a friend, spread the word. We really appreciate every single one of you. Exactly. It's fun to see the listens go up. Yes, it is. Definitely. <laughs> um, our final parting words for today is comes from the American Tarot Association website. So uh, I'm also paraphrasing a little bit. So uh, when the King of Pentacles appears... Know that you have reached the height of achievement, and you don't need to take any more risks. Simply watch for the right time to draw money and wealth to yourself. about stories, cards, and pentacles, and all of the above. Myth, terror,